Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and today is another bonus episode. Julie and I review the last 10 episodes of the podcast and what we're noticing in the femtech industry as we continue to meet with femtech founders and attend events. We did this um, recording live at Sesh Coworking. If you want to see these recordings live, you have got to follow us on social. It is so much fun to watch us, but we do record the audio. And if you didn't see the video, you get to listen to it now. Cool. Hi, y'all. Hey. We are in this amazing podcast studio. Courtesy of Sesh Coworking. Sesh Coworking, so cool. A co-working space in Houston that is um, not just for women, but like prioritizes women and what we need in a working spot. Yes. They're letting kids come like after work or after school. They can bring, the kids are allowed to be here. They have games and coloring books and stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. Pretty cool. And it's such a nice space. Like, it's really relaxing in here. It's a really nice energy. Yeah. And you then they just set up this podcast room. Yes. They knew we were coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely in here. You should come check we it out. We miss trips in at home, but this is pretty cool. Yes. This is pretty cool. <laughs> There's no dogs barking or vomiting or having <laughs> other dog-related emergencies. There's definitely an episode coming up on Femtech Focus where tri- uh, Q actually vomits in the background. I really hope we can edit that out, but it's true. It happens. You know, listen, it's life, right? Life is life and life happens to all of us and we just adapt and move forward. But anyways, we're in this lovely space and it's lovely here. So yeah. we're happy to be with you and talk about all things Femtech. Now, again, I am Dr. Brittany Bretto, co-founder, executive director of Femtech Focus. And I am Julie Hakim, uh, one of the pediatric gynecologists at Texas Children's and also uh, one of the co-founders of Femtech Focus. And it is so much fun to be here with y'all. So and much fun. Quick shout out to Campesino down the street Campesinos. for amazing coffee. Small business. Small Support them. businesses. Yes. Support them. Well, um, yeah. we love doing this. Every few weeks we <laughs> yeah, get together really and we chat about what has Femtech Focus been doing and yes. how's the podcast been going. Yes. Super cool. I feel like we have really tur- like gone over this huge hill the yes. last since the last time we spoke where we're realizing what the industry really needs and what yeah. are the holes that still yeah. exist and yeah. how we actually are pretty well equipped to, to fit in there. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the pitch competitions we have been observing. We have seen several femtech showcases mm-hmm. um, or pitch mm-hmm. competitions where femtech companies are pitching and there's viewers And um, I've noticed some things, and you've noticed some things, so let's talk about it. And deep love and respect to all the organizations out there putting these on, but what we're realizing is that some of these companies could really use some polishing in their Mm -hmm. pitches, and I feel very avid about that because we are fighting the fight for women's health, and for investors to really consider femtech companies Uh a good, smart investment move, unfortunately or not, I mean, it is what it is. 
you need to have a good pitch. Yeah. You need to have a strong pitch deck and you have a good message. And I feel like we're working so hard to convince yes. investors yeah. that this is amazing. And so when I see pitches that are like 50%, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, we're working so hard for them to have even tuned yes. in, you know? Yes. And I know you're noticing some stuff. What are you seeing? Yeah. You know, I mean, I echo everything that you've said already. I think, first of all, I'm really impressed with all of the people that have showed up to all of the pitch competitions. And there's absolutely no shortage of brilliant people out there who are motivated and who are passionate about advancing women's health. I think from the medical standpoint, I think there's refinements that could be added. And I think it's our privilege, right, to see and be able to contribute to those aspects of things. I think from a, you know, MD standpoint and GYN standpoint, listen, there's no shortage of issues, right? There's no shortage of things that need solutionizing, but there are some things that need solutionizing more than others. And I think it takes a little bit of not only like what is the problem, but really to understand the mechanism of the problem. Mm -hmm. It's one thing Mm -hmm. to solve or try and solve postpartum hemorrhage, but if Maybe that you don't understand exactly the mechanism behind postpartum hemorrhage or what are the current treatments. It's hard to know how to innovate on that if you if that you don't quite understand exactly how it works. That's you right. know, yeah. It's like if somebody else tried to form a DNA based dating app, but they didn't understand genetics. Right. It'd be really. It'd hard. be like cool well, idea, but like, hard. do you know about mm-hmm. the? DNA behind the science and right. all that stuff, right? So yeah. it takes somebody, yeah. and if it if the founder isn't knowledgeable about the thing they're trying to solve or innovate, they need to bring somebody in. And I yeah. think Femtech Focus could, you know, we, we're not here to sit in judgment of them, but we're no, here to be no, like, no, listen, no. let us roll up our sleeves and help yeah. you, you yeah. know? I mean, we get the muff boots out and we're like <laughs> in it, you know, we're you in know, it with them. And we're happy to do so. You know, it's our privilege. It's our pleasure to, you know, be part of this movement, obviously, and to be part of the experience and the innovation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we can, you know, assist in some way, we'd be absolutely happy to do so. And I think sometimes it just takes a little bit of talking, right? I mean, innovation is really just telling your story over and over and over again and like refining it each time you get a little bit of feedback, not only your pitches, but your ideas, your concepts. And if we can help at the beginning stages of that, when it's at the conceptus stage, mm-hmm. the little blastocyst stage, yes. let us, you know, if we can, we'd be happy to help. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't Do waste your money on something that two years into yeah. it, you get a doctor's opinion for the first time and they're yes. like, ah, this already exists. Yeah. Or, uh, this actually doesn't solve the problem. Or, yeah. uh, this doesn't fit the budget of what hospitals are willing to pay, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's like a shame to see founders, yes. like, spend all that time on stuff. And I've... I've gotten I already respected you for years I have been like (laughs) Julie is amazing you're so smart but these last few weeks have been so cool to see your value in our organization your value to me because admittedly there's been some deals that I've been looking at that I'm like oh my god this is so cool they're solving this big problem like their business model oh man this is so great Julie look at this and Julie's like um Oh, that already exists. Or, yeah. uh, that doesn't actually solve the problem. Sense. And I was yeah. like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, good thing I have a doctor as my friend because I thought they were great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, and again, it's, it's everybody goes through a journey, right? You've mm-hmm. gone through your journey with your PhD and Faramore and learning those skills and those techniques to be able to vet 
you know, business proposals and pitches and, and refine. Mm-hmm. And it's my privilege to have gone through, you know, the incredible journey of medicine and then residency and then fellowship. And it all comes for this, right? Yeah. So that you can look at somebody's proposal who you're so like thrilled for them and <laughs> so excited for them, but also you don't want them to reinvent the wheel that a exists and, mm-hmm. and then get discouraged, you know, or make claims that really don't make sense. You don't want them to get in front of a huge audience and somebody picks apart their claim, you know, in front, you know, like, let Mm. us, let us assist you in kind of refining your ideas. And I think that's what we're noticing, right? Like we don't, we're not here to discourage. Absolutely not. We're all in this together, right? Mm -hmm. We're rolling up our boots and putting on our, our galoshes with you. But like, we, we'd love to talk earlier, I think, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm excited to see how we develop that into a program, whether it's Mm -hmm. a virtual accelerator, whether it's like one-off consulting meetings or what. We're still figuring that out, y'all. We promise to let you know as soon as we figure it out. But it's been the past few weeks that we've noticed like, huh, here's the hole. Here is this issue. And like here, actually, we're the right people to help this, you know? Yes. I mean, it's, you know, again, it's like the blessing of having gone through you know, whatever experiences you went through, right? So, I mean, when I'm in my clinic, what I love is to actually just, not just go through the rote of, like, seeing one patient after another, but actually standing back from it and taking a panoramic view and saying, what is working here and what isn't working? And then how can I get in that space and innovate that space to make it work better, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to do here. There's no shortage, like we said, of brilliant humans Mm -hmm. trying to advance, you know, healthcare and tech and, and, and femtech, you know, but, um, we can, we can help. We can, you know, avoid you going down a path that maybe is going to waste time and energy and, you know, your, your mental space and help you redirect. Well, if you have a deck, if you have a company, if you have an idea, come to us, message us. Send us a DM, send us an email, go to femtechfocus.com, send us a contact us, however. Yeah, a pigeon, you know, just, smoke signals, we're here, we're here. <laughs> carrier pigeon, we got it. <laughs> Reach out to us, we would love to help you yes. and uh, make sure you succeed and you're not, you know, wasting your time on something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the next thing I want to talk about what is a, something that you actually recently launched. Do you have yes. launched another project? Because we yes. need a million projects we, in our listen. lives. That's who we are. <laughs> Tell us about your project. What is it? If we're not working, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> so, no, this is a this is a project I feel so passionate about it, and it's it's a leap. Um, it's a leap forward, I think, for me, you know, especially, and it's one of those things where if you're not kind of actively growing and changing, and again, seeing the panorama of like, what is working and what isn't working. So um, in my clinic, you know, clinics in hospitals, you know, it's not their fault. It's the way the system is set up. It's not really set up to give patients everything that they need, right? Mm-hmm. And I have felt so uncomfortable thinking I'm not serving my patients in the best way that I could. Yeah, we have a lot of guests that come on and they, yes. they're like, the doctors yes. don't care. And it's like, I, they care. They care. They care. They care. It's a well, systematic issue, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're also handcuffed on some levels mm-hmm. because we have to abide by our, our views. We have to generate, you know, a time, you know there's a time limit. But at the same time, you walk away feeling like, did I really address my patient's needs in the best way that I could, in the best way that I'm trained to, or did I rush them, or did I just, you know, kind of throw a lot of information Mm -hmm. at them, and maybe they didn't really feel that they had time to ask questions. 
So, you know, I've been wrestling with that um, feeling of discomfort that I'm not doing the best job that I could. And also, listen, this COVID, you know, pandemic has really highlighted, like we've said before, you know, there's a lot of obstacles to coming to a clinic, to coming Mm -hmm. to the med center, to, you know, and I don't think that it's the best way to really get your healthcare information anymore is to come and sit in front of somebody in a white coat. It just (laughs) just isn't, right? At least I'm not in person. No, no, especially not in person. (laughs) And really, especially if English is not your first language, Mm -hmm. I really also feel that there are some traditions and some, you know, concepts that are not best imparted in a clinic, Mm -hmm. right? And it takes time to kind of work through some of those, some of those issues. So anyways, I uh, launched on Instagram, something called Somos GYN. How do you spell it so everyone can look it? (laughs) Sure. So it's S-O-M-O-S-G-Y-N. Somos. Somos GYN. And really it's my way of trying to contribute to the broader conversation of women and especially young girls. So, you know, my target audience, I'm a pediatric gynecologist. My target audience is young ladies in terms of understanding their body better, mm-hmm. taking advocacy for their healthcare needs, and also trying to explain things in a more relaxed way, in a way that mm-hmm. makes sense. Instagram. Yes. And in a language that maybe they're the most comfortable with or that their mm-hmm. families are comfortable with, right? It's not just talking at somebody and they don't have a chance to really absorb. So um, Somos is there just to, you know, have the same conversations that I have in clinic. I want to have with, you know, girls that can't come to my clinic. Mm-hmm. And I feel so passionate about healthcare and their healthcare and their, you know, chance to understand themselves. And, you know, demystify some of the GYN issues that are out there, but especially, you know, as it relates to nutrition, as it relates to mindset, and as it relates to GYN, you'd be surprised that those things actually intersect a lot. Oh, I can, I can see the nutrition and GYN. We Mm -hmm. had your friend Tammy on talking about that. We can definitely dive into that. But what do you mean by mindset? So, you know, when you're nine years old and you come to my clinic Mm -hmm. and your BMI is 40, is that bad? Yes. Okay. That is, I mean, that's it. That's it. Overweight. Let's call it obese. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's an overweight young lady, right? And the opportunity that presents is that their periods could be this way, that way, early, absent, mm-hmm. sideways, coming too much, coming too little. Mm-hmm. When you have an excess of weight, it really impacts your hormonal balance. It really does. Yeah. And so... The mindset part of it is not only, yes, I can talk at you and say, we need to help you lose weight, but how do I, how do I actually do that? Right. I think having somebody talk at you about your weight is not a comfortable, Mm -mm. it's not comfortable. Especially in front of your mom or your dad because you're a kid. Yes. You're targeting, yeah. But being able to actually visualize yourself as somebody who's healthy, Mm -hmm. as somebody who can make changes, as somebody who can achieve things, right? If you're nine and you're already maybe a little socially isolated because you don't quite fit in. Maybe you, you know, it, it really plays on your mindset. And then it goes through, you know, it impacts so many areas of their lives. Girls that are at that age don't look like they're nine, right? Yeah. If you're, if you're a, a girl with a BMI of 40 and you're nine, you may look like you're 16, yeah. right? Because you're starting to have breast development when normally yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a lot of attention that wow. comes with that. that. Maybe those girls are just not ready for mentally, yeah. right? So there's a lot of mindset work that comes with 
helping somebody to see themselves as different and could be healthier. So that's the goal of SOMOS. So important. Oh my goodness, these girls are just amazing. They're amazing girls, but it just takes time. You can't do it in 15 minutes. Nope. So no. here we are with the doctor here who cares so much that she's launching an Instagram page <laughs> in Spanish. In Spanish. <laughs> and it's like, it's you know, listen, It's I'm here being vulnerable, right? Yeah. Because I'm not a Latina, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Spanish is hard for me. I'm at the end of the, my work day, I'm taking Spanish lessons. But I feel like it's so important that I want to be able to contribute at least opening that conversation in a, in all the languages that I feel that are yes. important for at least my patients here in Houston. Yeah. So let's talk about diversity for a second, yes. actually, because yes. we are on camera right now, two white women. Uh, our gender means we're kind of diverse in some realm, right? Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, we're yeah. we're white women in a time yeah. of you know yeah. police brutality and Black yes. Lives Matter, and yes. we care a lot about that topic and. We're actually the only white people on our team. We have yeah. four interns. Yeah. We have amazing two interns. Asian girls, Hispanic girl, yeah. and yeah. Um, uh, Indian. Yeah. Indian. And uh, we have two advisors, yeah. Middle Eastern man and mm-hmm. uh, Filipino woman. Yeah. And then we just hired our first real employee, which is Ali. Ali, you're amazing. Ali, we and love you um, Allie is a black woman and I'm so excited to have her input into our direction and our yeah. values and our goals. And, you know, um, there's an episode coming up. It's not live yet. Um, but it's called milk stork is the company. And I yeah, am fantastic. on record noticing a bias that I had an mm. unconscious bias that I had mm. about women and breastfeeding. And yeah. it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And for me in the moment to be like, oh, I think I am struggling from a bias. And yes. so what I want is for our diverse team to the way that we lead is very much like, please show us yeah. if we have any unconscious bias, yeah. we know we do. So show it to us, yeah. you know, help us shift it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, we are looking for someone to come on the show and, speak specifically about uh, black women's health and the disparities and mm-hmm. inequalities in it. So if that's you or if you know somebody, we've reached out to several people, haven't confirmed someone yet, but we want to do a bonus episode specifically yeah. on that because it is atrocious. It's atrocious how black women are treated or not believed in the yeah. hospital setting or, um, you know, our genetics are different. Our biology is a little different. Yeah. And so the way things mm-hmm. affect us is different. Yeah. You know, uh, Dr. Sophia Yen told us mm-hmm. she prescribes different birth control yes. to different ethnicities, yeah. not based on re- research, but based on her own experience because yeah. no one's looked. Because no one's looked. Yeah, actually, I was speaking to her the other day about it, too, and we had actually come to the same conclusions that you know, just by trial and error, you realize, and then you wonder, like, why isn't this knowledge out there to <laughs> yeah. everybody else? Like, it shouldn't just be me and Sophia yeah. communicating this to each other. But, like, yeah, for ethnic, you know, women of ethnic descent, like, there's there are some birth control pills that work better. They just uh, do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for yeah. whatever reason, you know, and the healthcare needs are just different. You know, yes. people are people at the end of the day and everyone deserves your time and yes. your respect and your, the honor of being, you know, involved in their healthcare journey. But you, like, you have to realize that the needs are different and you have to be able to adapt. And, you know, I echo Brittany, right? We're here. Kimono's open. We're, please give us <laughs> feedback. Are, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're happy to be corrected at every moment. Yeah. I think learning in whatever sphere you're in is so important. So yeah. we're here to learn with you. You yeah. know, we'd love it. And I, you know, right now the attention really is on, you know, Black Lives Matter. And, mm-hmm. and I'll share, be. I'll share mm-hmm. with the public, mm-hmm. like I went to a rally and I, yeah. I made a, a sign yes. and instead of writing, um, 
you know, black lives. I just wrote them and mm. I, and I had a message around empowerment and, you know, stop discriminating and stuff. But I wrote them because I know it's not right now. It's very much on black lives, but it's mm. also trans, you know, yeah. black lives and it's on yeah. Hispanic, you know, yeah. and all these different, anything that's not white is, yes. has not been equal, you yeah. know, and it's just yeah. garbage. It's just garbage. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because your Somos is in mm-hmm. Spanish. Yeah. Targeting that Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an episode coming up, uh, another episode coming up, yes. where we talk about um, maternal mortality. Yes, and I it's know. Greg Linton, and he t- says on on the on the interview that black women are twice as likely to die from birth than white women, but Hispanic women are three times. Yeah, three times. Yeah. So I want to do a Hispanic episode where it's actually in Spanish. That would be amazing. Well, yeah. just give me a little bit more time because I need to get my Spanish lessons <laughs> up to snuff. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's so important. You know, we're just, we want to just contribute to the conversations, yeah. Yeah. right? And these we're, are hard conversations. Even harder. right now, I'm like, am I saying all the right things, you know? But it's like, you got to have them. Listen, and it's just a matter of being as respectful as you can, yeah. being as understanding that we don't know, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we. I haven't lived those experiences, so I really can't speak to them. Yeah, um, I can. I can be as understanding and as open mm-hmm. as and as like appreciative of all of everything that other people have gone through. Um, and everyone's journey is unique in, in their own way. But yeah. you know, we're just happy to have the conversations yeah. and to to keep having the conversations. I think that's you know, if that's what we can do, then that's what we can mm-hmm. do. God, we are so like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Let's talk about it. Like yeah, vaginas. Let's poke it. Let's, yeah. <laughs> We're like nipples, yeah. vaginas, clint. Yes, yes. All the uncomfortable <laughs> no. things. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, for you and I, it's not uncomfortable. No, we can say no, vaginas no. 700 times a day. <laughs> and, you know, it's not, even a, it's not even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not even a thing. Yeah, it's so funny. In clinic, right, I talk to all my patients about, so tell me about your poop. And they look at me like, oh, my God, there is a woman talking to me about my poop. And I'm like, yeah. yes, your poop. I want to talk about it. I want to know how are your poops. And they're like, how are my poops? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, your vagina and your anus in the same area. Yeah. Region is close by. They're neighbors. Yeah. So what's happening in your bum happens to be your vagina. So we yeah. need to talk about what is going on, what is coming out. How are your poops? And the little girls, little girls are fearless, right? So they're like, oh, my poop is this, that, and the thing. The teenagers are like sitting back and they're like, oh, my God, this lady is talking about poop. Their butts are clenched. Yeah, so tight. totally. But it's important, right? I mean, and so you just can't be embarrassed. Yeah. It's, it's your body. Yeah. And you're yeah. at the doctor and, you know, it's important to talk about those things, right? Speaking of vital signs that may not yes. be, you know, typical vital signs like uh-huh. your poop. Um, we had uh, Christina from Keg on talking about yes. cervical fluid. Yes. That was super cool. That is super cool. And there's so much that's unknown. You know, similarly, you had Tammy Carney from mm-hmm. Carney Nutrition on talking about microbiome, the cervical fluid. Like all of that is so important, right? And it's it's like this unknown quantity that yes. people are still just starting to research now and starting mm-hmm. to understand like what are the differences in cervical mucus? What does that mean? What could it mean? What yeah. can it tell us? What can we learn? You know, how can we influence the microbiome of the vagina and how that influences the rest of your yes. health, right? Your gut and your vagina are connected, yeah. right? We just talked about the anus and the vagina. Guess what? <laughs> Where's the anus from? You know, it's connected to your gut. So all of that is so important. And I think 
medicine is like just starting to catch up with these ideas. So stay tuned. You know, it's really exciting times in science right now. Yeah. Another bias on record. I asked Tammy, I was like, so I have this paradigm that like if I feel imbalanced in my vaginal microflora, I should definitely eat tons of yogurt. And Mm. she was like, that's like not. Yeah. No. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. here I am, leading Women's Health and Wellness Organization, thinking if I eat yeah. lots of yogurt, my yeah. Yeah, vaginal flora will be good. Yeah. And it's just, that's, you know, you get these seedlings of ideas implanted, and then they, you also, you just believe it for forever. Yeah. And I, but I think, you know, that's the, that's the wonder, that's the perfection of this platform, right? Mm-hmm. That we can invite experts to demystify some of those yeah. issues, right? So that yeah. not everybody is just going out and <laughs> buying all the yogurt at a fiesta, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to also have some science and some yeah. knowledge and have some intentionality behind what you're yeah. doing, you yeah. know what I mean? For what you're putting in your body. Yeah. And thank goodness that, you know, that we created this thing so that we can have these wonderful intelligent humans come and you know steer us all right yeah well I um I have a, a friend I actually had a call with her this morning and she she's an older woman mm-hmm. and um she said oh I listen to your podcast I said oh I thank you so much for That's supporting so me and listening she goes girl that boat has passed. Uh, I, she goes, I listened to the first few to support you. I now listen for me. Uh, yes. And I was like, oh, yes. good. That's yes. awesome. But she said, um, you know, she, like I said, she's an older woman, but she listened to um, Materna Medical with Tracy mm. McNeil mm-hmm. talking about Millie. Yes. And she was like, all of the things she qualified as the person who needs to use her device, like that's yeah. me. And so... Yeah. Um, I went to the website and I, you know, looked at the product and I was Fantastic. like, oh my God, we're changing Fantastic. people's lives. And Tammy got Fantastic. clients from her episode, yes. right? Yes, some of my patients actually contacted Tammy. You know, I really feel, and I tell all my patients this, I, w- I give them an opportunity to make lifestyle changes. Hopefully I can help mm-hmm. uh, in any way possible. Like I said, when periods are out of whack. Sometimes the answer is not throwing hormones at somebody, right? It's not, mm-hmm. let me give you medication to force your period. It's like, what is the underlying issue here? And how can I fix that? Maybe without medication. Some of it is nutrition-based, right? We just talked about microbiome. We just talked about, you know, the cervical discharge and, and vaginal uh, discharge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank goodness for people like Carney Nutrition who are out there, you know, helping set women straight and, and providing, yeah. you know, an opportunity to change their their health, their lifestyle, and their GYN issues without medication, yeah. right? So, And another goodness. thing on that same kind of thread is not only, like, treating your health without medication, but mm-hmm. potentially treating your health or your goals without going to the doctor, which is, like, mosey yes. baby. Yes. So it's at-home yes. insemination. If you're mosey a woman who amazing. can't, your couple doesn't yeah. have $2,000 to yeah. drop on someone syringing semen in you, yeah. you can buy theirs yeah. for less than a hundred bucks yeah. or something, you yes. know, and do it at home. Yeah. What do you think about that? I loved it. You know, it's such an important need, honestly. And that again, speaks to what we talked about at the beginning of this, you know, like there are some needs that really need innovating and there are some issues in GYN that maybe don't really need. They're innovating. covered. They're, they're covered. Good. And they're yeah. good. Or they need to be thought of differently. But yes. this was definitely a need. And yep. literally uh, no one, the only competitor yeah. is Turkey Baster. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And trust me, I have definitely had patients come and tell me they use a turkey baster because wow. this product didn't exist, yeah. right? I mean, like, how on 
uncomfortable is that? It just, I don't know. Well, first of all, it takes a relationship to a whole other level yeah. when you're in if, a turkey baster. Turkey scene. basters are your kink. We are yeah. not shaming you. No, turkey baster on. But, but there are better options. <laughs> yeah, there are better options. Turkey baster yeah. on. Yeah. You know, we've had such interesting, like, women, people, mm-hmm. humans come on, on this podcast and share their knowledge, share their experience. Like, it's such a privilege to be able to you know, have these conversations and have people listen and realize so like, wait a second, I don't need to use a turkey baster. Yeah. Ladies, you don't need a turkey Don't need it. Don't need it. And I think it speaks to accessibility. One of the things in femtech yeah. innovation is yeah. maybe the innovation, the solution exists, but it's super mm-hmm. freaking expensive and can yeah. only be administered by these specialists that live yeah. in major cities. Yeah. It's like, how can we minimum make it cheaper more accessible you can do it in a rural setting or it's from home or you know so i think that's also it's not i mean i saw images and she held up her syringe it's it is sophisticated in terms of the design but also it's like it's just like it looks like a baby medicine syringe yeah Yeah. it's not yeah there's no ai or blockchain or something really intense about it you know yeah you don't need a qr code to make it yeah yeah no but i think that's the that's the really the crux of it right Mm -hmm. and i think again as much as this pandemic was horrible on so many mm-hmm. levels, like it really highlighted how else we can have healthcare move forward for so many women that don't have to come and spend money and be in a large city yeah. and have access to whatever hospital. Like all of this is available. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of knowing what's out there. And this platform, I think, you know, if you've talked about this before, really helps to, you know, narrow the signal to noise ratio, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much noise out there in terms of what to use for your health that at least we have the opportunity to have experts come on and yeah, share and narrow that focus yeah and I keep saying my I keep saying speaking of speaking of yeah. but I keep, <laughs> yeah. oh, I keep yes. feeling like saying. so speaking of COVID and social mama is ending isolation for moms and they are seeing an explosion in downloads and you know it's you know if investors didn't or people didn't understand the need for connection before living at home quarantine all of that stuff like we now know like people need connection and it needs to be usually via tech yeah you know and so go social mama what did you think about that episode you know it's just it's honestly amazing right because you hear First of all, it still shocks me that it's not really talked about and that we're Mm -hmm. still just starting to have those conversations. But, you know, it is really hard. The postpartum period is really hard. It really is. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, you're juggling going back to school, uh, going back to work. You're juggling this other human that needs you, that needs to feed from you. you (laughs) And it's just like this, like, logarithmic difference in terms of all the pieces all the things you have to juggle in one day you know like and how much your bandwidth has to be focused of course on this human that needs you right Mm -hmm. and I think we've really underestimated or we haven't we just haven't talked about it Mm -hmm. honestly about how much support women need so many women you know they have their first baby and they're like I don't know what to do with this thing I don't know what to do with this child what do I do with it you know and like it's it's a hard thing to admit like I'm scared of this baby you know, nobody yeah. gave me a manual. How do I, you know, what do I do when it cries? You know, maybe you don't have your mom right there. Maybe yeah. you don't have somebody to talk to, to 
help you when the kid is crying and you have no idea what to do. Yes. You know, I think a lot of parents are actually really scared. Yeah. And nobody's yeah. there. You know, they just kind of give you this kid and say, good luck. And yeah. you go home and you're like, oh, my God, they gave it to me. Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do now? Like, what do I do with this kid? You know, but thank God for social mama. I really yeah. like you. Would, it's unbelievable that it's taking, you know, until now to have these platforms for women to connect and feel less isolated. Yeah. But thank God. I, uh, it reminds me of my friend, Alix. She had a baby one year ago. The baby just turned one. Her name is um, uh, Remy, and they live in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I visited her for Christmas, and yeah. she said, Britt, everyone I see that all my friends that are pregnant or about mm -hmm. to have a baby or thinking mm -hmm. about it, I am very adamant about telling them it's okay if there's moments you don't love your baby. Yes. And I was yes. like, it's hard. First of all, really? Mm -hmm. And also, why do you tell them that? Yeah. <laughs> and she said, um, because those first few weeks, especially the first four weeks, she said, yeah. it was like there was no rhythm yet. The baby cried. The baby pooped. The baby, like, it was so intense and mm -hmm. I was so exhausted. I had literally given birth to a human like yeah. I was exhausted yeah. and all this stuff oh. and she goes there was moments that I was like I don't know if I love my baby and it was followed by such shame of yes. like wow yes. I must be the worst human ever because no mother has ever thought this and she goes and I want to let moms know mm -hmm. the stress is real and it's yeah. okay you do love your baby and you will get through it and yeah. it's okay yeah. you know like that you have those moments because she yeah. was like I had this paradigm yeah. that, like, I needed to be like, oh, he's crying again. No problem. Yes. I love my baby, you yes. know? And yeah. so I was like, that's super meaningful. Wow. Because I've never, I would feel shame if I had the thought. For I, sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, postpartum depression is a real thing, you mm -hmm. know? And I think the stresses of going back to work, the stresses of, you know, there's just, listen, I'm a Canadian, so I have a bias of, like, having a long mat leave because I think you need <laughs> that time yes. to, like, readjust to yes. normal life and sleep, like, People don't realize how important sleep is. So I mean, important. to the rest of your health, to your mental focus, to your mental outlook on life. Like, mm -hmm. if you're so mm -hmm. tired, you know, and it's hard. You're adjusting to this new rhythm. Maybe you have a partner. Maybe you don't. Like, maybe you have support. Maybe you don't. Like, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a hard thing. And I think we really need to just be honest about it and just be open that, listen, this is a really hard transition for a lot of people. And not enough people, not enough people talk about it. Honestly. We love you, moms. We yes. love you. Yes. Let us know how we can support you. Neither of us are moms. <laughs> yes. So we don't, we want to just support you We're based cheering. on what you're telling us. You need support in, you know. We are cheering yeah. for you. Julie, so fun to just chat with you. This is it. how I love to spend my weekend. Listen. In a little hot room with you. A little hot. Listen, guys, honestly. It's kind of hot in here right now. Things are melting. <laughs> things are sweating. There's sweat where there maybe shouldn't be sweat. But no, I think Sesh just, uh, we just need to tell him to turn up. Make sure the AC stays on on the weekends because we're the crazy ladies that come in on it's Saturday. Yeah, it's a little hot in here. But, you know, listen, where else would we rather be yeah. than talking about anuses and vaginas yeah. in a little hot box, right? This is my... That's this is life. I'm, this is I'm living the dream. I'm living <laughs> this the dream. This is the dream, guys. Thank you all for tuning in and uh, listen to our podcast. We have some really fantastic yes. episodes, and um, we have about 1,400 subscribers around the world. Guys, yeah. make it 1,401. Yeah, Come on, 1,402. Listen, mm -hmm. we're here to talk, and we want to hear what you want to hear about. Like, what do you want to know about? Tell us your focus. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us the people you want us to interview. Like, we are happy to do so yeah. and, you know, walk the journey with you. So, love it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Later.
Thank you for listening to our recorded interview bonus episode with Dr. Julie Hakeem and myself, Dr. Brittany Barreto, as we discussed the last 10 episodes, episodes 11 through 20 on the Femtech Focus podcast. If you want to see what we look like and how we interact with each other, then follow us on social media at Femtech Focus. And until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness. Mm-hmm.